Hey guys, welcome back to the Woodworking Podcast. My name is Nick Ferry. I can be found at nickferry.com. Today, joined with Jay Bates of jayscustomcreations.com. And April Wilkerson is back this week. She can be found at wilkerdoos.com. Hello, hello. Although I hear John, John Peters did a good job filling in. I better watch myself. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did a very good job, and it was kind of last minute, so I definitely appreciate him, him filling in last week. Uh, um, but we, you were missed, that's for sure. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, what do you mean, guys? Jay didn't say anything. Oh, oh yeah. I, Where's I'm, your input, Jay? Tell I'm, me how good you missed me or how much you missed me. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. I'm here, too. <laughs> Um, it's because that last clock video we did, I, I forgot one S, one single letter. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, your your friend, April Wilkerson, <laughs> and then this guy And then that Jay. other guy. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Jay Bates. He's just, he was also there. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into it too far, I got a couple uh, contributors I want to thank over on uh, PayPal on the website. Uh, Bill Hanselopoulos. Uh, thank you so much. Definitely appreciate that. And then uh, our current patrons over on Patreon, uh, in no particular order, just reading a list. St. Nixter, Christopher Michael Copes, Terry Burns, Dyson, Paige Bonifaci, Fred McIntyre, Daryl Pruitt, Martin Wagner, Don Cheeser, George Thomas, and Nicholas Gomez, which if that list gets much longer, we might have to do something different. But <laughs> as of right now, I have no problem reading them. But yes, did you guys catch the clock videos? I'm hoping that that everyone got to see all three, and and uh, that was that was fun. I don't I don't know if, if that's what we're talking about right now, but it, that was right was on my mind. Hopefully, everybody had enough time to watch the clock videos. He 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 he. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I en- I enjoyed the clock videos tremendously. Um, and I actually, I wasn't really a big fan of mine, but then I put it up on my wall and now I'm like, okay, I, I like it. I like it now. Awesome. But yeah, the, the videos I found very amusing and I just love how all three of them turned out really different. And I, and I really am glad that the community enjoys watching the three of us together. Yeah. And it's, it was even more fun being together. I just wish that we could have almost had like a like a GoPro or something, just like almost twenty four seven in the shop. <laughs> yeah, right, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't know who would edit that, but beep, man, beep beep, it... beep 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 beep. <laughs> that would never work. <laughs> That's actually a very good point. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> no, honestly, we we have way too much fun, and I think people would get a kick out of it. We would just have to put some sort of disclaimer. I think. Well, I think people would think quite a bit differently of us. <laughs> no way. They would want to come hang out with us more. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was an absolute blast. It was just really, really cool to see it. You know, I was just amazed on how different they were. Uh, even though I said this in the video, it's true. I did uh, amazed at how different they were when we were working side by side. It's not like we picked up design cues from one another. Um Jay's definitely was the most radically different than what he had started out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea how this thing was going to go. And I was kind of panicking a couple times because my original design, as soon as I started making, I was like, no, that seems just a little too common in my head, um, which a couple of people sent me links to not only uh, Steve Ramsey's, but Mark Spagnolo's. They, they both made pretty much the identical clock of what I was originally starting on, which is probably where I subconsciously drew that inspiration from. And then um, a couple times throughout the day, I was just, I was like standing there gazing off into space like, uh-oh, 
this isn't going to work. Like, I've got to come up with something, which is crazy because it's totally not how I work in the shop. Yeah, I actually have a moment in my video, I think, where you're doing that to where it looks like you're looking up and watching me make a cut, but you're not. You're actually just like thinking. I saw that. uh, I I recognize that because I've been around you enough, but I thought to myself, I bet other people are just making sure you or thinking that he's watching me making sure I'm not going to cut off my hand or something, you know? (laughs) No, I was totally. It was was kind of a creepy stare is what is what I chalked it up as. (laughs) Oh, really? You're, You're lying. It was not. It was well, him just I'm, glancing up, just staring, and uh, but not seeing. He was just thinking. You ever see those YouTube videos where they, they talk about like uh, like pimp or whatever? They put a like a cigar or a cigarette out of a guy's mouth, and then the the black glasses. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I I totally that we, we should do that for a blooper because it was he looks up and it's just kind of a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had something in my hands. I was I was like trying to visualize what the heck I was doing or what the next step was because whatever I was working whatever direction I was going in just wasn't just wasn't cutting it mm-hmm. and that piece yeah. of spalted maple with the somewhat of a live edge there's there's I don't think there's a good way to sketch that in SketchUp well there's the spline tool but you know accuracy then you know <laughs> exactly that's what I was thinking as soon as you said that Jay or Nick I was thinking Jay could totally do it <laughs> SketchUp master that he is um, yeah, the clock video though, really glad that that turned out well. It makes me anxious for you guys to come to Texas and to do more collaborations. And I really think that that last one, the clock one, where we were all three just kind of, um, doing the same thing, but in our own ways is the way that we should do the next projects. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for this one too, have maybe more cameras recording the whole thing. Cause I really liked editing, uh, April and Jay had sent, we all sent each other our group footage of, you know, like all three of us in the shot or all three of us in the shot. And uh, it was just really cool to edit that, to be like, oh, cool. Because actually, I didn't get um, video of me sanding those brass dowels down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then April sent me her footage, and I'm like, yes, it's in there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, yeah, hopefully uh, Texas and uh, not and not when the, uh, like, June or July. Yeah, maybe in the fall, whenever, like, this time of year, it's perfect to be in Texas. Honestly, it's perfect. Yesterday, I was in a long sleeve, so... Really? So we must be getting a cold front coming this way because whatever weather you get, we have a couple of days later. It's always oh. a little bit cooler, just a couple of degrees cooler than where you're at. But man, yesterday I had um, the garage door open. It was like low 80s and like 20, 30 percent humidity, something like that. It was so pleasant. It was so nice. So, so welcomed considering how crappy the summer has been. I agree. I got my heater running. Heater? Yeah, it's, uh, was it last night or the night before it got to, I think, 37, 38 degrees at at around 9, 10 p.m. That's crazy. You know, I I follow, um, Rustic Duck Furniture on Instagram. You guys follow her? Yeah. Um, she had a video unloading a new tractor or something, or a new to her tractor, uh, a couple days ago, and (laughs) it was snowing, three or four inches of snow on the ground. I'm like, are you kidding me? That that's nuts. That's absolutely crazy to think about. That is nuts. And we mentioned, uh, you know, different different weather and different times of the year. And we mentioned June. What is there any significance to June coming up? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if it sounds like you already have something in mind to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Insert I, I, I don't know here. how much we can divulge. Oh, I would do it all. I mean, I think it sounds amazing. And I think getting people amped up about it is just 
Oh, although I'm really impatient and childish. I, I don't do good with suspense. As soon as I know something, I'm like, here, let me tell you. <laughs> this Duly is, noted. This is, well, no, I mean, I'm good with like, I guess it's a two-sided thing. I'm good with secrets, but like exciting, like group information. I'm just like, oh, this isn't the, this isn't in the works. Well, before well, depending any- on, <laughs> hold on. De- <laughs> depending. Well, I was just going to say, depending on how much we say, Please be aware of the warning. The disclaimer is this might not happen. We don't want to get people to get their hopes up and, you know, start booking stuff. Yeah. It, you know, it's very much in the infancy, you know, planning stages. And we got, we got troops on the ground and, 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 they're, and they're checking it out. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. Maybe even a, somebody who listens could contribute and help out or has an idea or knows somebody or, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, go ahead, Nick, because it is, it, it's, it's pretty, it's something I'm definitely really looking forward to. I think you should drag on the suspense for another three or four minutes because we've been doing good like here, just dragging it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Today in the shop, I was building theater stuff, speaking of which. <laughs> what was that? An old Seinfeld reference to where oh, he says. Oh, just get on with it. <laughs> he goes, he goes, anytime you want to switch the subject, just say you're going to buy a boat because people are always intrigued about that. Be like. Oh, did you hear that the neighbor's house burned? I, I just got back from buying a boat. Oh, really? I didn't know you were getting a boat. What kind of boat are you getting? <laughs> All right. Tell the news, Nick. I, I, we're hoping in June, this upcoming 2017 June, to get a bunch of YouTube channels together. And by a bunch, I mean like 40, All 50, 60. As many as whoever wants to come. Yeah, every every woodworking and just kind of build DIY channel is invited, and we got a lot of people that are already committed. We don't know what weekend in June, and we don't know the exact location. Uh, it's going to be central, near central Oklahoma at this point, because that's kind of centrally located, and we have somebody, uh, Ted, that's that's working on a different venues. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm super, super excited about this. I was talking with Jimmy Darista the other day. He said he's down for it. Talking with uh, Jack Howling, he said yes. Uh, John Peters said that, that he would most likely be in. And just a bunch of people that are just excited about this. And as opposed to the booth that we did for Video Woodworkers, and we're kind of hoping to roll that into this, but as opposed to a booth where we're limited on the amount of people, we can have any, whether you have one or one million subscribers and everywhere in between, we can essentially set up makeshift booths and have we're gonna have a, a sawmill that ted owns there we're gonna have a chainsaw carver um I, i'm hoping jimmy's gonna build like a like a bar or a bench or something anyone you know that whatever they're doing on their channel bring the tools bring whatever you can and make and build and, and you can sell your wares i suppose you know definitely um i'm really excited i was talking about laura this or i was talking to laura camp this morning about it and she said that she's totally down for coming as well and then she would probably stay on an additional week and come and hang out with me in texas so yeah i mean i honestly think a lot of people would be interested in coming once we actually get the details out there yeah so yeah something to look forward to something that we're uh, or nick is trying to put together well it was it it, it snowballed from ted a uh, buddy of mine I'll, I'll link his channel in the show notes ted alexander but uh, he bought a Woodmiser sawmill, I want to say like seven or eight months ago. And we've been good friends. And he said, hey, why don't you come by and you know, to my house? We'll have a weekend of just milling up stuff. And then that snowballed real quickly into, well, hey, do you think so-and-so would be interested? And, and it just grew and grew. And so he's, he's the one on the ground right now getting trying to plan everything. He's looking at this one venue that's like 10 acres. So at least we can park as many people as possible. And 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I don't think you actually said what it is. Just kind of like a... Um, it's like a get-together, Jay. Well, yeah. Would you it's say it's what a palooza? What a palooza! Yeah, we need to come up with some some kind of. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, bring a bring a tent, bring a, a hammock, uh, bring something to to make, or uh, bring your camera. Bring definitely some beer, and then we'll set up a few fires at night, and then during the day, walk around and talk business, talk shop, work on something, get, yeah. network and socialize. I mean, just. What is it not? You know, somebody bring their guitar if you play guitar. I mean, it's like yep. Woodstock, but for makers. <laughs> well, we yeah, we maybe we could call it Woodstock. Yes. All right. <laughs> We're on a roll. Well, and, and and hopefully this this comes to to see its way completely through, and and we can organize and get everything together. One of the things. And it's never one of the pleasant things to talk about, but we were going over some of the expenses like porta potties and tents and flyers, and uh, you know if we have to rent the property and just uh, garbage cleanup and just. So I would be curious, the listeners, if if they have any ideas. We were talking GoFundMe. We were talking uh, a small admission price to get in, but we were hoping to get. We need money before the event to make it happen, and most of the creators I talked to were just boom we're in and they're not expecting to get paid and so it's just kind of an organic thing and like i said i was hoping uh just a ton of channels could get involved and then saturday we'd open it up to the public to where uh, anywhere from maybe like 8 a.m to like 6 or 7 p.m and you you know you can stop by and meet you know anyone that you know you like their youtube channel you're a viewer or just the general public can come and see some really cool woodworking you know, chainsaw mill, bandsaw mill, or chainsaw mill, you know, well, maybe we can get a mill too, but I was saying chainsaw carving. I could talk about this way, way too long. No, I think it's good. Good conversation though, because has anyone spoken to Cremona about it? Well, I haven't yet. Uh, I I didn't want to invite too many people and get their hopes up before we knew it was more solid. In fact, this is no joke. If you guys could hear in my my headphones, it's dinging, and they're sending me pictures right now of that ten acre lot. Cool, no joke. So no, I think I think it's a great idea, and I think even if all of us creators pitch in um, in order to run out the property or or whatever it is that we need in, in order to make it happen, I think people would definitely be on board with with coming and showing up, even if it's just makers and it's not even the public interested. I think that we would be able to get a lot of benefit out of it. Um, but I, but on that same hand, I think that the public will be interested in coming, especially if the people in the local area. Um, but I'm actually going to be going to visit Matt Cremona next week. I'll be I'll be in his shop Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's oh, very cool. cool. Yeah, you'll have to definitely let him know. Yeah, chat with him about it. The reason I brought him up because he's he's been doing the chainsaw mill for a while, so that was the other one. Of course, he's oh, yeah, building yeah. his huge bandsaw, huge bandsaw mill. But uh, he he was doing the chainsaw mill for several years, but yeah, the whole thing sounds so cool, and especially if if like each one of the creators or as many creators as possible could bring something to 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 do while we're there. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking about build, building a small like two by four, uh, four foot by eight foot platform, something something I could throw on the ground and then maybe bring my workbench, put my workbench out there, and then just have fun, just you know, make something with whoever walks up or kind of thing. You know, it, it'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Practice dove, dovetails. <laughs> you show me how to do them again, since I guess I learned a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, th- I think that would be good. I'm within driving distance. 
So I would be able to pack my truck full of wood or tools or whatever. I'm, I'm getting distracted because, like I said, they're sending me pictures of this property right now, which is so I, cool. I could actually pack my welder and plasma cutter and things like that, things that maybe other people wouldn't wouldn't have in order to bring along. I just like the idea. I think that it has a lot of potential to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, definitely a blast. And um, I think the general, like the local public would, would be interested as well because I think it would be really cool. And with that bandsaw mill that Ted has... We're hoping that people can bring their own logs and get them milled up and, you know, people can can leave with usable lumber. So maybe maybe we can even do like a, like a swap too. Like if you have a log of walnut, maybe you get it all milled up and you give half of it to get swapped and maybe you get some Osage orange or some, you know, hickory in return or something. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. Love it. Um, so Nick, I guess, uh, moving on, what are you, you said you're working on a theater build? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, it's just a, a simple set for the play, uh, one act play called Almost Main. I've done that that play a couple times, and uh, just trying to my my stage painter, my uh, set painter, is going to be here tonight. So I'm trying to get this all done. They open in like a week and a half or two weeks, and I'm trying to turn it into a video, but it's so run and gun just. I don't really measure anything. I just, you know, oh, that looks good. Cut it, screw it together, boom, done, and move along. So it's it's been challenging. I don't know if it'll turn into a video or not, but I made a, two benches last night. Got to make a bench with a back today and a chair, a Christmas tree, and a faux stud wall with a door opening. Fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping me busy anyways. Wait, what do you guys, what do you guys got going on in your shops? Uh, well, I know Jay's been hobbling around. Yeah, I got a... Tell him, tell him about the thing. About the, the thing, cane. what's the thing? Yeah, tell him. Quick, T- quick. Yeah, okay, tell him. so. <laughs> tell him, Steve Dave. <laughs> the past year has had like a million of those, like uh, you're not as young as you once were kind of moments. And um, basically I messed up the bottom of my foot a little bit and I can barely walk around right now. Uh, it, it'll be fine, so no worries there. But in the meantime, I had to go buy a cane. So like I'm not even 30 yet. I'm still in my 20s for another week or so. And I'm walking around with a stinking cane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry to laugh, but I, I went through the same thing. Like, and you were saying this the other day too, when, oh, but you're in your twenties. Like that, that could be like a year away from 19. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, I've been telling everybody. It's, it sucks. Cause like I'm still in my twenties. So just the notion of saying I'm in my twenties, well, that's really close to 19 and in a week or two, I'll be 30, which is really far from 19. So, yep. It only goes and it's only direction. one, you know, letter, one number away from the forties. Oh gosh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I'm kind of hobbling around, and that that may prevent me from having a video this week. Because if it's not better within the next couple of days, um, then I simply won't be walking in my shop. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, last week my neighbor brought over a. Uh, bedrock number 608 hand plane. Well, it's a huge hand plane. It's, it's a jointer plane. And I took all the rust off of it, removed all the rust, uh, cleaned it up relatively nice. It's still not 100% restoration because I left the original Japaning on and uh, sharpened up the blade. Works great. So it's back to good working order. And as long as the, uh, the, the plane itself, all the metal parts are nice and oiled on a regular basis, it shouldn't rust and it should maintain good functional usability. Well, I showed that to him. And uh, he was uh, 
he was pretty impressed with it, and uh, it's got a sentimental value to him because uh, his grandmother's father, I think, don't get me wrong, it, there's some relative connection um, from back in the day to where uh, one of his relatives used it to help rebuild the church he grew up going to uh, after a fire. So it's got a little bit of sentimental value to him, and it, it's not my plane. He didn't give it to me, just said I could use it. Uh, how do you word it? He said I could... I could use it and borrow it as long as I want, but if I decide to get up and move one day, then well, he wants it back. Which I'm just gonna, I'm just going to j- just get it as good as I can and just give it back to him. Um, but anyway, he he um, he actually builds Civil War uh, rolling artillery, like ambulances and the the old rolling forge, these old wooden carriages. Well, he he also works primarily with hand tools. Um, not, well, not 100% with hand tools, but primarily, and he uses a handheld miter box. Well, anybody who's used a handsaw knows that if you cut it and you still need to remove like a 16th of an inch after the cut, it's extremely difficult to do with a saw. So he brought them over here and we actually cut them on my miter saw to trim them up. But I was showing him, I was like, well, have you seen a shooting board before? And he hadn't. So, um, I think what I'm going to do either this week if I can get back out of the shop or next week, is make an actual shooting board for that big old Bedrock 608 jointer plane, which that's not the best plane for a shooting board, obviously, but it'll do the job and it'll be a lot better use than what he was using it for, which was just rusting away, sitting there collecting collecting dust. And um, he'll have a functional project that he could actually use rather than bringing pieces to another shop to have cut, you know, trimmed up and such. Um, so anyway, uh, after he saw that, he actually brought back uh, two more planes, a Stanley Bailey number seven and a Stanley Handyman number five. The Handyman is a little bit newer and it's, it's all beat up. I don't know if I can do much to it, but the Stanley Bailey number seven corrugated bottom, it's actually right now soaking in, uh, evapo rust to take the rust off of it. And, uh, he said I could have one of them and I don't know if I'm going to take him up on that offer because it's still his tools and it's just, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of. I'd like to restore them and just give them back to him, you know, so he could use them. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like the way the week is going so far. Quick suggestion. I know um, your your SketchUp videos seem to do really well. I know a lot of people really like them. So if you're laid up and you can't be out standing out in the shop, maybe you could do a SketchUp video or something. Good idea. I love your SketchUp videos, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's little things that I learn here and there, just the, the way that you explain it. I appreciate that. Thanks. I, I don't know if I will or not. Uh, SketchUp is the the core group of people who enjoy the SketchUp videos are very, uh, they provide a lot of feedback and I very much appreciate that and it benefits them quite a bit. But overall, as far as an overall business, very few people actually do watch the SketchUp videos. So I'll probably, you know, that's not a bad idea. I may end up doing something like that um, if I can't actually get out there. But, you know, that's not a bad idea at all. The more I think about it, I might actually just do that. <laughs> or or you could make up some plans for your buddy, the, the, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Nick. But he's not he's not your buddy. I'm your buddy. That's remember? right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, you two are the friends. <laughs> I'm just that guy standing to your left. <laughs> well, you know, if you'd make me some plans, we'd be better buddies. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe it. One S, man. I'm never going to live that down. That's I fine. thought that was great. 
those both all three of those videos had some great comments. I, I went and read most of all of all three of our our comments. Um, <laughs> one of mine, like artistic type pieces, are totally um, objective or, or subject to people's tastes. So it's p- totally cool when people don't like them. But mm-hmm. one, the one that stands out to me, to me the most on mine is someone said mine looked like a like an ashtray nailed to a tree, and I just think that's. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I think it's so hilarious. It's it's just a uh, it's it's personal preference that all that's all there is, and you can't get mad at someone for saying that because that's just their opinion, and that's totally cool. But I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, they the same thing. They were like, uh, I got a few comments saying, "I'm sorry, but I prefer Nick's," or "Nick totally wins this one," or "Jay got it in the bag," whatever the expression is. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm not debating it. They have some amazing clocks. I'm I'm in the same boat, Jay. I'm not insulted by it. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it's, that's that whole back to the hashtag. You should. You could paint something blue, and then oh, you should paint that green. Uh, I got some people saying the the curly maple looked really nice until I dyed it. Oh, see, I'm I like, think the dye wow. is what actually made it look like really, really good. Yeah, it's it, it definitely brings out the the curls and. Now, granted, maybe they don't like the reddish orange color, and the, you know, it, it was you know, it's yeah, very subjective. The hashtag you should type thing, um, yeah, I really like Jay's. I was actually I a real it. fan of his, and, and and he said it real well in the video how the the clock was more of a manufactured piece, and then the backing was more organic and natural, and I liked that that mixture. It 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 spoke to me. It spoke to you. <laughs> it said, "Hey Nick, please let me be your friend." hey nick please add an s at the end of friend (laughs) april what are you what are you doing in the shop oh i keep changing my mind it's like gorgeous weather and this is the i think the longest time that i've been out of my shop because i went to new york uh actually before going to new york i was working on the roof of my shop so i was outside of my shop doing that and then went to new york then i got back and i got sick for a few days so there was quite a time period in there where I didn't even open my computer. I actually brought it to New York with me, and I didn't open it once, which is like very crazy for me. Wow. And um, it was nice. And so it's just like uh, rejuvenated me. Uh, I'm anxious to be in the shop, and I have like all these ideas on what and motivation on what I want to move to. So like I started off with the week thinking, or on Sunday thinking, I want to get out my welder and plasma cutter and build a. Um, a fire pit for, for scrap wood. Then I changed my mind. I'm like, no, I better build that cross cut sled first. So then I moved to that. And now I cut in the, uh, the, the miter gauge slots and the outfeed table. And now I'm like, I have all these ideas on how to improve the outfeed table. So I'm like switching gears yet again and starting on that. So yeah, right now I am working on the outfeed table attachments, add-ons, things like that. But as soon as I finish it, I'm going to Matt's next week. And I hope to, before going to Matt's, I hope to have the outfeed table done and then also that cross-cut sled. How far are you on the, on the sled? Uh, I, got the, I got the slots cut in the outfeed table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I spent most of yesterday just kind of messing around. I was in and out of chatting with people uh, in between working. So I, I did get the slots cut in and I got the two fences glued up. And then I was just about to, to start on it whenever I decided I wanted to come in and cook dinner instead. Um, and then whenever I went out there this morning to get started on it, I decided I, my, my wheels started turning and I started thinking, no, I'm very motivated to just continue on with this outfeed table. So, yeah, I'll do the sled 
I don't think it should take that long. I think I'll be able to get both done before going to mats, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not that. I don't think it's that you know time consuming for the. I mean, the front and back fence with the glue up. You know, obviously waiting for glue to dry is never fun, but. Well, it depends on what you but do. Then, while then the there's glue always cheese its. Yeah. I wasn't going to mention this, but Jay, Jay mentioned his uh, um, looks like an ashtray, you know, nailed to a tree thing. I, I had a comment the other day. Now, granted, I deleted it and I and I blocked or banned the guy, uh, but I thought it was funny. It actually made me laugh out loud. And that's when Jay, April, and myself were eating Cheez-Its during the glue up. And that was more or less to be funny. I've never bought Cheez-Its before in my life. And it was, you know, it was just funny. But the guy said, well, you know, maybe you wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, Maybe you wouldn't have so much problems with your weight if you didn't sit there eating cheese that's during glue up, you fat, you know what. And I guess I was laughing my ass off. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It, it, it brightened my day. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you, you've never eaten cheese its until I went up there. It's very weird. Or Swedish fish, right? Did I introduce y'all? To yeah, the and, fish? I, and those I don't like. Those taste like, uh, like gummy bears or gummy worms without any flavor. But Jay, you like them, huh? Oh, yeah. Me and Matt Lane were eating them while he was here. Yeah, they're delicious. I just saw John Peter's post on Instagram, a thing of, of Swedish fish. So uh, <laughs> they're catching on. They're going to be combating Cheez-Its before too long. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't get the point of them. I guess they don't, they're not as flavorful as I would enjoy. So what do you guys have planned for the uh, Matt Cremona trip up to see him? Man, hopefully he lets me play with that beam saw of his. He has a 16-inch saw I would really like to, <laughs> to give a try. But, yeah, he's going to teach me about milling lumber and also about tree identification. So we'll take a stroll, and he'll teach me some characteristics. And um, I honestly, I don't know what else. We'll probably work on something, something small that he can teach me since he has a completely different skill set and knowledge. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, Triton... Uh, some of the guys from Triton will be there filming, so they'll make a video of it so people can go and check it out. Um, they're going to interview Matt and do, I think, a project alone with Matt. But then since I'm so close, they asked if I was interested in coming up, and I said, heck yeah. I've never been to Cremona Shop. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to create some some good content. That's awesome. If you think there was very little room to move around in my shop, wait till you get to Matt's. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because I did not realize how small his shop was until I was watching one of his Instagram stories whenever he was moving out his table saw because uh, he, he replaced it with the saw stop. And I was shocked at how small his space is. Looking at the video chats, whenever we do those, it just looks like this ginormous warehouse to me for some reason. But yeah, it's not. I, I had the same thing when I went and saw Jay's for the first time. I, I, you know, and now granted, he uses some different lenses and stuff too. But I just pictured it, and which is weird because I saw Jay's videos on moving in, and he showed that it was a two-stall garage. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, but for whatever reason, you get uh, beside that. Yeah, Matt's is the same as mine is the same as Jay's, pretty much. I wonder if that's why people like go, oh, it must be nice to have all that because maybe they think we're in these large shops. Huge, yeah. <laughs> you gotta definitely have to work out efficiencies with with tool movement or material movement and tools and such, uh, regardless mm -hmm. of what space you have, though. Yeah, I think April, you'll do better than I did in Matt's because Matt being a little bit shorter, he's got things kind of geared towards that duct work and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you're six foot tall, it's you're, you're ducking on a lot of things. Are you six <laughs> foot? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Why do I not look it? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, that just sounds really tall. But yeah, I guess you are pretty tall. Well, I, you know, when they do that body mass ratio or whatever, I don't consider myself overweight. I'm just too short for my size. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be like seven foot two for that, my weight. That's optimistic. <laughs> so uh, before we, we, we uh, move on, how was the, uh, the New York trip? It was amazing. I got to visit Jimmy Duresta's shop. Laura Camp came over from Germany. Jocko whatever came over from Italy. Switch and Lever came over from Sweden. I mean, just wow. so many cool YouTubers hanging around for days. You know, it wasn't like a quick one day and then, okay, never not see you again for who knows until next time. Um, I mean, it was like a consecutive, I think, three days that we all got to hang out. Um, Jimmy played tour guide just kind of spontaneously. We all, instead of going back to Maker Fair the next day, the second day, we ended up going to the flea market in Hell's Kitchen that he used to have his TV show at and browsed around there for two hours. And then we ended up just walking for literally the rest of the day all around New York. Jimmy showing us all the different parks and we stopped in B&H and coffee shops and the bookstore and sat around and listened to musicians. It was amazing. Um, we sat in the park and talked about design and ideas. Um, yeah. It was it was just a really, really cool experience. And then, of course, at Maker Fair, we gave a talk, which is, um, I think, went over really well. David Welder also joined us, and so he was there. And um, tons of people showed up, were really supportive, and, yep, got to meet a lot of people. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned B&H. I had, I had the privilege to be in New York not too long ago, and we stopped at B&H. For those not familiar, it's, like, I believe, like, one of the world's largest... Uh, audio and video supply houses. And what did you think? Because uh, you noticed on the ceilings, right? The ceilings? Yeah. Uh, they have a conveyor system oh, yeah. running com yeah, completely through with, the store. So With all the warehouse you, things? Yep. So yeah. if you buy something in one department, they shoot it on an overhead conveyor all the way to the, the cash register. I thought that was kind of cool. No, it was amazing. It, it was it was very overwhelming. I was not prepared for how big it was, and it was the weekend. I don't know if there was something special going on or not, but the store was absolutely just like cram-packed. And it was also, we didn't realize it, but they were closing on 1 at, at 1 p.m., and so we only had about maybe 15 minutes to go in there and browse around, so it was very quick in and out. But, I mean, the... Jimmy ended up buying something, and I think we we all waited outside, and I think it took like 25 minutes, but I mean, the line was just eating. Like, you would have thought people were lining up for, like, Metallica tickets or something, but it was just purchasing a GoPro or a tripod, you know? But it's just so many people. It was a very big store. They had anything camera-related. Yeah. I, I've been told that's how it is just about every weekend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was... It was Shoulder to shoulder when, when yeah. I was in there, and that was, I think, a s Friday. Mm -hmm. So The power of the big city. I see these, like, vlog videos and, and Instagrams and such of people going to the larger cities, and there's so much to do, and it's it's so awesome when you're there. But after, like, any time I go to a big city, after after four or five days or a week or so, it's just, it it makes me really appreciate the small town USA kind of feel that I have back home. It's so calm and quiet and relaxed, I guess you could say. I completely agree. After, after two days, New York has this real kind of glamorized, um, idea associated with it, but I find it very overwhelming and congested and kind of like dirty <laughs> as yeah. well. Um, so I was very anxious to get back into the woods from after being in New York for so long. And that's exactly like we got to go up to Jimmy's 
upstate property, which was, I mean, it was heaven. It was two hours north of New York and rented a car with Lucy. I mean, I'm sorry, with Laura. And uh, so Cody went and then Lucy went. And so it was just the four of us car, what's it called? Carporting, car riding? Carpool. Carpooling. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Carpooling up north to Jimmy's shop. And then we spent the night in Jimmy's like farmhouse, which is an amazing, amazing characterized or characteristic house. And then just roamed around his property and flea markets for all the next day. It was amazing. But it was it was a very like big contrast going from the big Apple City just two hours north to just completely being in the sticks and all the leaves were changing colors and the weather was perfect and there was chickens and a rooster and German pancakes involved. <laughs> Did you say up north? Up north of the city. Oh, well, I okay. I thought you dropped the H. I'm like, wow, that's cool. You got you picked up the Wisconsin accent. <laughs> no. Up north. <laughs> going up north for the weekend, eh? No. Am I saying that right? Y'all say no weird. You know? You know? Don't you know? Don't you know? You want to hop into some questions? Sure. While you're looking for questions, I just saw a couple of pictures come through from Ted about that property. And there is some electricity there. There's like three poles that are powered. There's like a little pavilion, plenty of parking, he said. And then like a a park for like the kids as well. Anyways, I'm totally distracted. I'm nerding out about this property. Hopefully, we can secure it. Um, I mean, is there like a rental fee? Or are they cool with just loaning it to us for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a meeting set with the city councilman to get the details. It was supposed to be today, but the guy uh, was overbooked, and the appointment's for tomorrow morning. Cool. Right on. Yeah, cool. and then he's got a meeting with some insurance agent to check on an umbrella policy for... I just... This whole thing kind of snowballed, but the cool thing is at, at, the, at the different woodworking shows and stuff that we could go to, we're limited on not being able to bring tools and actually make stuff. So that is going to be absolutely awesome. And then not only we can include everybody. And it's, I don't know. Anyways, let's go into the questions. I'm, I'm like ADD. Hey, we'll look something shiny. I don't know. I think a lot, of, like I have a job site saw I can bring. Um, so I think there there's a way around if everybody within driving vicinity of uh, vicinity vicinity in the area <laughs> can bring a job site saw. I don't know if Drew Short has one, but I know he lives in Oklahoma. So I don't know. We'll work it out. Yeah. Okay. Question here from Bill. I have a fairly new saw stop. The top has a couple fairly deep scratches. Wondering if you had any good tips for removing them. I see them as beauty marks. They're, they're, the, the tops are machined flat. I wouldn't go trying to get them out if they're super deep that's just me yeah i'm I'm the same boat if it's uh, i know it's so hard to like forget about them because it's a new tool and you it, for me anyway anytime i get something new i try to maintain that new feeling as long as possible so getting the deep stretch scratches out uh i would not because in order to get them out, you're actually not getting those out. You're actually removing material around them down to the bottom of those scratches. So like Nick said, it's machined flat from the factory. Um, just try your best to forget about it. <laughs> you explained that well, because uh, yeah, that's, that's the ex- same reason. I'm not like you. Um, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the things that I have, but if it gets like kind of scratched or banged up, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Like I, people would always comment, especially whenever I first got my, my saw saying, don't use your saw as an assembly table. And I would respond back with, it's, it's my, it's my saw. <laughs> um, 
Like, I don't know. Like, if somebody else leaves a scratch or a, a beer can ring or um, even a divot from using a hammer, they write on it. It, like, freaks me out. I'm like, no. But if I do it, it's okay because it's mine and it's my shop, you know? So, yeah, I'm with them. Just try to just think of it as you're breaking it in. I, I agree with April because, you know, if it's your saw, use it. it if, if you want to keep it pristine and... You're, you want to be super anal and, and polish it and all that, fine, That's it's your saw. I got the same comments on mine because I didn't, you, as you guys know, you built my assembly table, so I didn't have one before. And people would give me crap all the time about, oh my, I can't believe you're gluing up on, it's my saw. It, it's a tool that I, I spent money on, but I, I, I want to use it. It's supposed to get used. You know, I don't, I don't want to completely baby it and, I don't know. I'm kind of like that with most of my tools. I try to keep them well-maintained and in working order, but if they get banged up, dinged up, that's just beauty marks on tools. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what I was saying. I don't want to come across like I'm like super babying all my tools, but like when I first get a tool, I still have that shiny new tool feeling. But, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I can think of like with that was when I first got my Canon T3i camera. This was uh, way before this ever became a business, and I was still doing it on the side. And it was like a five, six hundred dollar investment, something like that. And and at that point, it was that was a lot of money out of my pocket for something that did not return money to me. Well, and eventually it turned into a business, like I said. But um, it was it was at that point high risk was what I was thinking. So I crazy, very carefully babied the crap out of that that camera. And now it's you know it's got dust everywhere. There's some tape holding some pieces on, and it's just a beat up tool now. There's one here from uh, Brendan. Hey, what are you all looking forward to for the rest of 2016? Hmm. Wow. That's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to figure out what the next, what the, what, what the next change in direction for this business is going to be. Cause I, I have a I have a feeling that there's going to be a change coming. I just don't see. I've plateaued as far as a business perspective of what I'm doing, and I don't want to get to the point where I just view this as a job. I want to maintain like this is something that I want to do to to determine my career rather than a job telling me how I need to do. So I don't want to get to that point, but I think it's going to be coming on soon if I don't make some type of change. So. I've really been thinking a lot of, of how 2017 will look, haven't made any final decisions, but uh, what I'm looking forward to for the rest of 2016 is to figure out what the heck I'm going to be doing in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, you, you mentioned, you alluded to it as far as you don't want it to be a job, and that actually uh, was like the next question as far as, uh, you know, if you make a living at doing this, how do you how do you get the urge to just, you know, put the camera away and, and get the project done? That's... That's been my um, trying to balance, my balancing act is woodworking first, and it's just one of those things. As of right now, I'm balancing it pretty well. Uh, trying to come up with consistent weekly videos has been tough for me because um, I even, even I, I, just, I turned a platter the other night, and I really didn't get much footage of it because I just I wanted to just go out to the shop and make something. I am kind of kicking myself now. I didn't get start to finish footage of it because it turned out really cool. But you know, it's that, that's my balance, and 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 that's you know something I got to work on for the the rest of 2016 into 2017. 
Um, for me, I'm looking forward to just uh, not traveling anywhere. Well, <laughs> November, <laughs> I have two trips planned. But December, no trips <laughs> uh, other, than, other than family. And um, yeah, my big, my big thing is I just, it's hard to say no to, to trips because everything's so much fun. And, um, but it does, it does take, it take a strain and create a lot of stress trying to, to also maintain a weekly schedule. So yeah, I'm looking forward to taking some downtime, staying home, doing the holidays and family thing and uh, getting, getting caught up so that I can start 2017 kind of ahead of the curve and not be so stressed. Do you find that traveling just like completely, absolutely destroys momentum? Every time I travel, the, the first three or four days back at the house, it's so hard for me to get rocking and rolling again back into the schedule. I, it's just being away from the house. I'm so ready to be back home, and when I'm back home, I just want to relax. But you, you still gotta, you, you still gotta start pushing that snowball early, you know? Yeah, no, I typically take about two days to just hang around the house, uh, prepare some food, go grocery shopping, get caught up on the laundry, you know, love all my animals, um, spend some time outside with Cody. You know, I try to, I try to do all of those things as soon as I get back and not sweat it. Um, and I, and I also try to keep that in my schedule before the trip. But I know that I need to have something prepared so that not only to fill the void as I'm gone, but also to give myself some leeway whenever I get back to, to take it easy. Because there's nothing I hate worse than coming back from a trip and immediately being thrown into something else. The, the traveling can be fun, and it can also be stressful and taxing on people. But it, for me anyways, it reminds me to be thankful for what I have because the first night that I get back and I get to sleep in my own bed is just such a comforting feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Cincinnati last, or at least I was, April was in New York last, but uh, just being able to put your head to a familiar pillow and the sounds and everything are just, you know, you're home. That, that to me is, you know, just kind of a, a, a time for reflection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a time for reflection. Today at the Fairy House. <laughs> Let's see. Do we have any other questions? Yeah, I think there's another one here. Um, makeshift Woodworker. What is your favorite non-maker YouTube channel? Vlog. Uh, channel or vlog. Non-maker. Uh, John Bartholomew. It's a chess channel. If you don't like chess, it's going to be absolutely <laughs> horribly boring to you. But if you like chess, uh, John Bartholomew, he's an incredibly intelligent individual, and he does not only a fantastic job on the chessboard, but also narrating videos. It's constant communication and and, and um, telegraphing his thoughts. So it's absolutely fantastic if you're in the chess world. And then also someone who's a little bit more uh, a little bit more animated, a little bit more um, entertaining for chess videos is Chess Network. Uh, but anyway, that's chess, so I'll shut up. That's something you're into. As I was walking around New York with everybody, we passed a park where it was nothing but just a bunch of uh, tables set out, and everybody was playing chess. And I thought, this is where Jay would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it would. Uh, I'd have so many to pick from, but just off the top of my head, one that I've been following for a long time, uh, would be Ed Bassmaster. It's oh, more yes. of a more of a comedy. That. Did you look at that? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's more of a comedy, uh, and the guy is such a goofball that I think him and I would would get along rather well. He does just a lot of outlandish, goofy stuff. I have a hard time picking non-maker. 
I, I like a few different channels. Of course, Casey is up there, but I really, I, I almost never miss the Philip DeFranco show. I think he does a good job at getting in there, packing it full of what's going on. And I love hearing his opinion on things because I think he's um, just really good at communicating his opinion. And uh, he's also always open to hearing other other people's opinion. So yeah, I, I think, but also, I'm sorry, I think I'm on my third channel now, but there's this new new channel <laughs> that's almost like a nerd writer channel and it's called Captain uh, Christian, I think. And he does a really great job. Uh, it, it goes into like uh, videos or movies or techniques or comic books and things like that and t- tells like the history behind it. And he does a really good job on um, on putting the uh, the videos together. Well, there you go. There you, there go. you go. Would you look at that? <laughs> Just look at it. Or Greg Benson. I got to add Greg. I've been following him for a long time too. What does That's he another, do? Uh, he's the middle-aged guy who likes to have fun. Oh, he's okay. Greg Benson. <laughs> Doesn't, what's, his, that one. what's his vlog intro? <laughs> um, uh, Greg's vlogs, where sometimes I make vlogs and sometimes I don't, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. He does. He's the clipboard yeah. guy, right? This is my clipboard. Yep, that's my clipboard. This is my clipboard. Oh, this is this is my clipboard. Uh, anyway, we'll have links to all this shenanigans we're talking about in the article for this video. Article for this podcast. It's not video. I've got a bad habit of just saying video because it's what we do. We make videos. Well, and then just a quick note for uh, all the Patreon supporters. Uh, we're going to be getting those stickers together uh, if you're at that level and hopefully get those shipped out relatively soon. So please, your patience is appreciated. Patience, wise man. All right. So um, that's all we have for you guys this week. And we want to remind you that there's a couple different ways you can stay up to date with the podcast and get notified of any new content. Go to the woodworkingpodcast.com and at the top you'll find three clickable buttons to subscribe on Android, RSS, or on iTunes. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash thewoodworkingpodcast or using the contribute button at thewoodworkingpodcast.com. And if you have any uh, ideas, questions, or comments that you'd like to send to us, then just, I don't know, leave a comment on one of these um, uh, episode articles or just use the contact form on the website, thewoodworkingpodcast.com. Dot com. And I think that's it. So you guys take care. Have a good one. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everyone. See you guys later. <laughs>